let Russ cook. Are, are we still doing that? Are we still letting Russell Wilson cook? Are, are we still going to let him cook? I saw a meme. It had let Russ cook. It had a picture of him in his chef outfit and stuff. It looked pretty cool. But it had the meal that he made. It had, and this was gross. It had Cheerios, cereal with milk, with two hot dog wieners inside the bowl of cereal. Yeah, that just made me want to throw up. That's what it feels like, the kind of meals that Russell Wilson is preparing. The Fry Fest, the, the meals at the Fry Fest look better than what Russell Wilson is cooking. Okay? Man, like, I like Russ. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Hey, man, check this out. When he's doing great, I'm going to give him props, and I give him props. But guess what? When he's playing like crap, and this, this doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the team win or lose. When he's playing like crap, he must be called out on it. Understand this, people, because understand that the basis of the whole Pete Carroll, Seattle Seahawks, his regime, is competition. That's what it was from the jump. That's how Russell Wilson got his job, all right? Um, I forgot the name of the quarterback that they had. They got from Green Bay or whatever. It'll come back to my mind. Uh, but anyways, Russell Wilson was a third-round draft pick. Every team passed up on him two times. Some teams passed up on him three times. Pete Carroll took a chance on him, okay? Third-round pick. And Russ competed for the job. And Pete rewarded the, the, the better player, the person that was playing the, the best, the starting, the starting job. He didn't give it to... Whoever had the um, highest contract, no. And that's how Richard Sherman got his position, Cam Chancellor. I mean, well, Earl Thomas was a first-round pick, but he still had to earn that, man. Byron Maxwell, Brandon Browner, Bobby Wagner, K.J. Wright, Michael Bennett, okay? All of these guys, Legion of Boom, L.O.B. The thing about it is this. When Richard Sherman started losing a step, guess what? It's okay to criticize Richard Sherman. People talking about he lost a step. Okay. All right. Um, you know, other players. When Earl Thomas, when it looked like he was losing a step or if he got beat. Oh, yeah. They're going to talk about that and say, see, Earl missed that play. Or Cam Chancellor missed that tackle and stuff. But with Russell Wilson, when he messes up, for some weird reason, people think that Russell Wilson is Jesus or something. Now, he's a believer in Jesus and so am I. Okay, the thing about it is this that doesn't equate you to being Jesus. It does not. It does not make you a God. So but here's the thing. Even Jesus and even God gets criticized. Even when they don't deserve it. Russell Wilson. Hey, man, listen, got to come to the altar, bro. You got to take your criticism. You take your criticism and you become better. It is unacceptable for Russell Wilson to be in year 10 and not able to read defenses okay i'm no football expert but what i do know is hey the longer you're in this game the better that you're supposed to be able to read defenses okay check this out we would not be having this conversation if people wasn't putting russell wilson in the same conversation with tom brady aaron Rodgers, okay drew Brees, peyton manning okay <laughs> all right um patrick mahomes all right you can't put him in that same classification if he can't read defenses. That is a problem. That is a big problem to me. Okay? Um, because, and the thing about it is, for years, Russ has been able to get away with doing that. Not being able to read defenses. Because you know why? He is awesome in the, um, 
in post-snap reads because that's when he can let his natural ability take over as far as, you know, sandlot football. But see, when he does that, in a way, that is selfish to your teammates out there because you got DK Metcalf. He has to run a certain route. He has to be at a certain spot. Tyler Lockett has to be at a certain spot. Gerald Everett has to be at a certain spot. Will Disley has to be at a certain spot. Alex Collins has to be at a certain spot. The offensive lineman has to be at a certain spot. Make sure they're protecting their quarterback in within the pocket. See, a lot of people think that all the sacks are the offensive line's fault. No, it's not. A lot of times it's Russell Wilson holding the ball or Russell Wilson because he can't see the, the initial read while he's from the pocket. Well, he has to go outside the pocket so he can see it. But see, by him going outside the pocket, going let's say he's going to the right side, well, guess what? It's harder for your offensive line to block for you, okay? That's just straight being, you know, observing what's going on, okay? You know what I'm saying? Like anybody who, ever, who has ever played a video game, you know, let's say you're play, playing a game like Marvel Alliance or something like that or Halo, where you're in a situation where you have to protect the hostage or something on your mission well what you do is you have like four or five you uh, other soldiers okay surrounding the person and you're in defense mode and the person that you're guarding must remain in the center of that pocket okay but if that person is veering off that makes it hard to protect that person okay so that's the thing it's like oh man russ what's going on but that's what it is he know he's he knows long he does not have the athletic ability the physical ability to be able to escape like he used to. He doesn't. And that's what it is. I mean, but, and it's sad. And I hate seeing it because, check this out. Now, for the past 20 years, well, for the past 25 years, I've been a Seahawks fan. For the past 20 years, I've been a Seahawks and a Houston Texans fan. But I've seen this with two quarterbacks, one from each team. And they just so happened to wear the number eight, right? I saw it, first I saw it with Matt, Matt Hasselbeck. And Matt Hasselbeck's last... Last year, that last two years as a Seahawk, well, I tell you what, before Pete Carroll came, all right, and before they got Marshawn Lynch, the two years prior to that, Matt Hasselback, you saw a huge digress, regression of his game, arm strength. It didn't. It looked like he wasn't able to read defenses, you know what I'm saying? His, the passes were predictable and stuff, you know, but when Pete Carroll came in and stuff, they added the run game, guess what? All right, he, he looked more rejuvenated, okay? And, and Matt Hasselbeck had a lot of back problems and stuff, too, and I believe shoulder problems as well, okay? But he did go on to play pretty good as a backup for the Colts and the Titans, I believe. But with Matthew, with Matthew Schaub, it, it hit him even worse because Matthew, Matt, Matt Schaub was never a great quarterback. He was always above average and to a good quarterback. He had about good, a good four or five productive years for the Houston Texans. But then injuries caught up to him, and all of a sudden, it was like... He was just in this forever funk. I mean, this the dude would throw, like, I remember he was, like, on a four or five game streak where he would throw pick sixes. I'm telling you, it was ridiculous, you know, and it's like he's not the same guy. And this is when he had Andre Johnson as his receiver, um, DeAndre Hopkins as his number two receiver, still had Owen Daniels, and you had Arian Foster and um, Ben Tate as your um, running back. Okay, so he had a real good offensive line, but he wasn't able to read the defenses anymore, you know. So he ended up relegating him to a backup quarterback. All right, so Russell Wilson, listen, because Russell Wilson is unable to read defenses at the pre-snap, that's what's hurting his team big time. That is that is what's really hurting his Seattle Seahawks squad. Seriously, because check this out: when he's get, you know, 
when he's lining up the line of scrimmage, he is not able to see what, you know, check this out. Tom Brady. I mean, it got to a point where Tom Brady, like after eight or nine years, there was, there was no, there's no new defenses. He's seen everything. I'm not saying he knows everything the defense is running, but for the most part, he understands the coverage that's, 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 that's happening. All right. Russell Wilson is not understanding that. And I'm not sure who was the two commentators today for today's game against the Cardinals. But as I was thinking that, one of them said it. I can't remember who it was, but they said that it's as if Russell Wilson can't read the defense. You know, it's third and eight. Now it's third and ten, and he drops back, and he's throwing a screen pass. Okay? But when he could have hit DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett, you know, he's not, he's not, able, he's not reading the coverage well. That's a big problem. That is a big problem, people. I'm not sure if it's because of his height or whatever. I'm not sure. But he needs to go talk to Drew Brees. Drew Brees was was very, very good at reading coverage. And Drew Brees was in the pocket, okay? He's a little bit mobile, but not as mobile as Russell Wilson. But he needs to go holler at Drew Brees, okay? Because if this, this is unacceptable for Russell Wilson, okay? For a quarterback that's being paid as much as he's being paid, you know, for a quarterback of his stature, this is totally unacceptable. He needs to go talk to Warren Moon. You know, he, you know, because Warren Moon is in Seattle. He's a commentator, I believe, still in Seattle. All right. But he wasn't a commentator I listened to. This was like a national. Um, I think it was a commentator from CBS or something. So this wasn't local in Seattle, Washington. All right. I have to Google and see who that was. If you know who that was, go ahead and comment in the comment section, please, in the review section. But th- this is not good, people. This is not good. You know, Pete Carroll gets a lot of blame. And I respect Pete Carroll for taking his blame. But you know what, Pete Carroll, hey, he doesn't even throw Russell Wilson under the bus, and he has every right to, in a way. When Russell Wilson threw that interception at the one in the, in, in the, in the Super Bowl, he didn't even throw Russ under the bus, even though that was Russ's fault. He threw the ball. I don't care what the quarterback calls. Check this out. John Elway, Peyton Manning, Warren Moon, um, who else? Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Eli Manning. They're going to go out there and read the defense. Okay? And you be like, you know what? I know my coach say this, but uh-uh, I'm gonna do this. All right. Now Russell Wilson, you know, is the 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 magnificent plays he made. The offensive coordinator doesn't design that because what he does is after he hikes the ball, he's coming up on the fly. He's he's sticking up on the fly what he's going to do. Okay. So the way I look at it, when Russ throws interceptions and makes mistakes, we can't blame the offensive coordinator. He's out there playing. It's his job to go do it. You know, it's called let's ru- let Russ cook, right? Not let Pete Carroll cook. Or what's the offensive coordinator name? Shane Graham? It's not called let Shane Graham cook. Russ has to do better. He has the weapons. Is this offensive line perfect? Hell no. But this is not the worst offensive line. This is a this is a decent offensive line. He should be able to do better. He's going to have to change the snap count or something. But he should be doing better. He should be doing better. I'm going to be honest with you. It seems like Russ just doesn't have that hunger anymore. He doesn't have the hunger, people. I'm a big fan of the Rocky movies. And in Rocky 3, that's when he, that's when um, Clubber Lang put the hammer on Rocky Balboa. But you know why? Because Clubber Lang was young and hungry. Russ is not hungry. He's not hungry, people. He's not. Russ has gone full Hollywood, people. And I'm going to be honest with you. Hey. Those four teams he mentioned, I have no problem with him going to those teams. Trade him to those teams. 
All right, let's rebuild. Trade him to those teams. See, a lot of people are like, well, Tavares, well, you're a Texans fan, so why are you upset with what the Texans... You know, why are you upset with what the Houston Texans did then? I'm going to tell you why. Check this out. All right, DeAndre Hopkins is still in his prime. DeAndre Hopkins is still balling, people. J.J. Watt can still be effective, people. Okay? Dwayne Brown should not have been traded for the Texans, people. He was still in his prime. What's going on with Deshaun Watson? He hasn't even touched his prime yet, and he's a top 10 quarterback. Probably, He's more of a top 6, top 5 quarterback, but at least he's a top 10 quarterback. 24 years old, okay? Got a lot of young, young players on that team. Texans getting rid of all of them. See, the thing about it, that would be the equivalent to the Seattle Seahawks in the Legion of Boom in their prime days trading away those guys. So the Seahawks organization, they're run, they're run way better. They're ran way better than what the Houston Texans, the way the Houston Texans are being ran. Okay? Ran way better. But see, right now, Russ, hey, that, that Russ can't get any better. He can't get any better, and he's not going to lead this team to a Super Bowl, and he's taking up a lot of cap money. Got to get better. Let get, Allow Pete Carroll, guess what? Allow him to rebuild his defense. Rebuild the defense. Okay? Russell Wilson, hey, man, all this let me cook stuff. In the offseason, you throwing your offensive lineman under the buffs? Okay? Yeah. Yeah, there is, some, there is something bad going on in that locker room, and it starts with Russell Wilson. Because I'm going to tell you something. If everything was going good, everybody would be crediting Russell Wilson. But see, Pete Carroll built this off competition. And I don't think Geno Smith is better than Russell Wilson. But I do believe that Geno Smith was out, giving, out there giving way more effort than Russell Wilson. And that's what the fans deserve to see. They deserve to see that. They deserve to see Russell Wilson putting forth better effort. He looks lackadaisical out there, man. I don't know if he's not getting rest, not getting any sleep. He's not studying the playbook. Clearly, it doesn't look that way. He's still going out there just, you know, holding on to the ball, trying to get a deep throw, throwing in the double coverage. If DK Metcalf is being double covered, you got somebody open. Somebody is open. Okay? This is not good, Seahawks fans. This is not good at all. I don't like this one bit. Don't like it at all. Russ got to step up. If Russ not going to go out there and play with effort and play with the fire that we know that, that we've seen him have before, sit his ass down. Put in Geno Smith. I got no problem losing games when I see the, the players giving effort. I see the offensive lineman giving effort. It's hard to block for somebody when they're moving outside the pocket, people. You know what? Keyshawn Johnson said it best, and at first I disagreed with him, and I didn't understand where he was coming from. I thought he was just hating, but he said this. And he said this, this about having quarterbacks that are short quarterbacks. He says, when you're a receiver, it's hard to tell where the ball is coming from. Where the ball is coming from. When you have a taller quarterback, you can tell, most for the most part, you can tell where the quarterback is coming, where the quarterback is throwing the ball from. You can tell where the ball is coming from. This is an expert, a receiver, okay? That's the truth, people. Like, defenses have gotten to the point where they have figured out Russ. You know, and here's the thing, tackles that he that tackles that he used to be able to avoid. He can he, he can no longer avoid anymore. And he's still operating that way. He has not adjusted his game. We saw Ben Roethlisberger adjust his game over the course of his career. He learned how to read defenses more. OK, I mean, I see Lamar Jackson adding that to his game early on. OK, 
Patrick Mahomes is starting to get there. He's struggling a little bit, but he's starting to get a little bit better with it. Russ is going to have to do better. Russell Wilson is going to have to do better, man. He's going to have to do better. But this this just sucks. This sucks. Um, shout out to Pete Carroll. I mean, he he, he is not going to throw his quarterback under the bus, even though if he mentioned, if he says that Russ needs to play better, I don't take that as him throwing his, the quarterback under the bus because anybody who go who watches Russell Wilson play right now, you're a saint. You, you, I mean, unless you're not paying attention at all, Russell Wilson does need to play better. And that's not putting him under the bus. That's being honest with him. You know, when you love somebody, when you love something, you be honest with them. You love them enough. Um, you love them enough to tell them, hey, you need to play better. Okay. I would never dare tell my kids that, hey, yeah, I'm okay with you getting D's in school. I'm okay with you getting C's in school and F's. That is never acceptable. You need to be striving to get A's. If you get A's and B's, you won't hear nothing out of me. But strive to get A's. Okay? That's what Russ should be doing. Okay? He wanted to be paid like the best quarterback in the league. The Seahawks, they paid him. And he deserved that. But listen, you want to cook? Okay, cook. Cook. The groceries have been bought. Cook. Cook. But here's the thing. He's not reading the instructions. He's not reading the instructions. All right? It say put that turkey on 400. He's putting it at six, at 500. It say cook it for, for let's say it say cook it for four hours. He's cooking it for eight hours. He's holding on to the ball too long. All this stuff. <laughs> it's sad. But guess what, people? It's, you know, whenever there's like conflict or chaos, hey, what, what did um, Littlefinger say in Game of Thrones? Chaos is just a ladder to something like that or whatever. I don't know. But um, Russ is going to have to get it together. He's going to have to go and study these defenses because they, they already studied him and they mastered him. His team is relying on him. Sound off. Tell me what y'all think. Shout out to my second team, the Houston Texans, for taking care of business on my birthday. I did not think they was going to win that game. Ryan Tannehill, four interceptions. Good job, Texans. This team here, man, is a good team whenever Tyrod Taylor is playing. The thing about it is his availability is not always consistent, man. I swear, if Tyrod Taylor played all the games this year, the Texans would be a 500 team at least. Okay, maybe like a six and five. Yeah, they'll be a real good. They'll be a deep. They'll be a, a a decent football team, you know. But man, Tyrod Taylor, he can't stay healthy. Can't trust his health, and that's sad. That's totally unfortunate. But um, I'm glad the Texans won. Good job, Coach Cully. Um, Nick Serio, good job. Good job. When you do good, I'm gonna give you your props. Um, I hate that that's gonna mess up the draft position, but it's two wins. So you got to get two wins right there to satisfy the the fan base a little bit. To shut us up for for maybe for a couple days, right? Now the Texans got the Jets. I don't know what the hell's gonna happen. All right, both teams are not doing good, so both teams are competing for a top spot in the draft. So the thing about it, somebody got to win, or they probably have a freaking tie next week. But that was a big game by defeating the Tennessee Titans. Even though that's the Titans without Derrick Henry, but it goes to show you, you, you it goes to show you people. Whenever you're facing a team that's your division opponent, you can never take them lightly. You never take them lightly, okay? You're not supposed to do that because those teams are built to beat each other, okay? They're built to beat each other. Those are the games you gear up for, division opponents, you know, rivalry games, okay? That's what you do. That's what you do. And the Texans, they went out there, 
hey, made everybody in the city of Houston proud. And it got, got me a dub on my birthday. I appreciate that. I didn't think they was going to do it. In my pick'ems, I didn't pick them. But, uh, hey, you know what? Good job, Houston Texans. Good job. Maybe I won't pick y'all for the rest of the season. Y'all win the rest of your games and we get a wild card spot. How about that? How about that? I, I will pick against them if it means that they're going to win. How about that? Good jobs for the Houston Texans. Um, Still got a lot of things to improve on, though. Still got a lot of things to improve on, I must say. Still got a lot of things to improve on. But great job, Houston Texans. That's all I have for you. And it's nothing but positivity because I'm glad you won. You took care of business. That defense did its job. They gave up a lot of yards, but they created turnovers, all right? They, Tannehill threw four interceptions. Four interceptions could have easily been seven interceptions, people. I'm telling you. They fumbled the ball a lot. I mean, like, they was on it. They was on it. So shout out to Coach Cully and the Houston Texans and the whole staff. Love you, Smith, and that defense, all right? Hopefully they can get better and stuff. And, hey, go Texans, all right? Man, did y'all see Isaiah Stewart going after LeBron James? Man, the first video I saw, I'm like, man, what's going on? What happened? You know, because I'm a firm believer when I see people fighting, okay, what happened? What led to this? What led to that, all right? And what happened was at the free throw line, Isaiah Simmons was in between DeAndre Jordan and LeBron James trying to box out for a position. And LeBron James swung his arms and he hit Isaiah um, Stewart in the face and he was bleeding. It looked like he caught him in the eye too. So he was just bleeding all over the place, man. And it looked like, okay, LeBron walked up to him and he was like, hey man, my bad or whatever. But Isaiah Stewart wasn't having it because it seemed like after, Le I don't know if after LeBron left, he said something or somebody said something. I don't know. But, um, you know, normally them situations, you know, once the teammates get in the middle of it, it's over. But no, Isaiah Stewart wasn't having that, man. He was trying to get at LeBron. So I'm like, oh my goodness. And I think about a week or two ago, not too long ago, we had the anniversary of the Madison the Palace. Oh, man. Oh, man. But, I mean, I think LeBron James, I think he intentionally hit him in the mouth. I think he did. You know, a lot of people are like, well, he wouldn't have hit him in the mouth. He wouldn't have did it intentionally if he wouldn't have apologized because he went and apologized. Okay, come on, people. That that happens, people. People hit people all the time and be like, oh, I'm sorry. They didn't mean to hit them, especially when they realized the damage they'd done. But no, nah, you, you didn't have to do that. That wasn't a basketball move what LeBron did. It was not. Miss me with all that. Well, you never hooped before. Yeah, I hooped plenty of times before, and I studied this game also, people. That wasn't a basketball move. And the thing about it is when you do that to somebody, you ask them for, for trouble pretty much. All right? You asking for trouble, so you must tread lightly when you do that to somebody. That ain't cool, man. Like there's no your, your hands have no business touching my mouth, bro. Especially when in a pandemic, you had you had no business doing that, you know. But I don't know what else was said after that. I I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't there. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But um, you I think that's just an example of the frustration that LeBron is having this year in the season for the. For the um, Lakers. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you what though. Russell Westbrook was standing in front of LeBron James to protect him. Ready to fight. And Isaiah Stewart looked like who he has like 30 to 40 pounds over Russell Westbrook. And for all you people who are hating talking about Russell Westbrook is like the poison of this team. Um, remember that. Who was right there ready to go to bat for LeBron James literally. And a lot of you people who are LeBron James stands. You wouldn't even dare do that for him. You understand what I'm saying? So, but yeah, that was that was a hell of a risk that Russell Wilson was I mean Russell Westbrook was taking right there. A hell of a risk. I'm like, okay. I mean, all these people who are LeBron James stands, they would never have did that for him. You know, especially LeBron somebody LeBron James size. But yeah, man, um 
the Lakers, man, they they are they are a lot worse than I thought they was gonna be. But they need to stop blaming Russell Westbrook. It's not his fault. It's not his fault, man. Okay, that's Frank Vogel. And that's LeBron James, people. That's them too. Y'all put the team together. And what's up with all this this Buddy Hill stuff? People act like Buddy Hill is the second coming. Buddy Hill can shoot, but have we seen how Buddy Hill play in when the game matters, when games are on the line or high stakes games? We have not. So let's not try to act like he's better than Russell Westbrook. But if y'all want to trade Russell Westbrook for Buddy Hill, go ahead and do that. Go ahead and do that. But y'all need to stop blaming Russell Westbrook. It ain't his fault. You know, it's crazy. Russell Westbrook gets more blame on stuff that he shouldn't be blamed for. But Russell Wilson doesn't get any blame. Like, it's crazy. I'm pretty sure... I, I would not be surprised if one day when Russell West when Russell Wilson throws an interception or fumble the ball or holds on the ball too long, folks are gonna be blaming Russell Westbrook because Russell Westbrook used to play for the Seattle Sonics and the Seattle Sonics move. I'm surprised people don't blame Russell Westbrook for the Seattle Sonics moving to the OKC Thunder. <laughs> but that's all we got for right now on the podcast. Once again, people, thank you all for tuning in. Once again, shout out to my Seahawks. Next week, we're going to take care of business, people. Shout out to the, my Houston Texans. Next week, we're going to take care of business again. And, hey, um, Isaiah Stewart, I hope he don't get hopefully he don't get to spend a lot of games, man. The thing you got to realize, man, that man got hit hard, and he's bleeding and stuff, man. You try getting hit hard like that and see if you're going to be in your right frame of mind. That ain't cool. Maybe one game, but I don't think he should be suspended more than one game. It's not like, okay, he just got a normal elbow to him, and then he started acting like that. No, he was bleeding. He was bleeding a lot. So, all right, but hopefully he doesn't um get suspended for a long time, and he could continue to be able to be it to play in this league all right because i like him he's a good player okay thank y'all for tuning in student of the game podcast peace out